Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Go ahead. You can ask whatever you want to start with. About a year ago, I tried to do a past life regression and I wasn't able to do it. And, and the guy was absolutely amazed because he'd never had anyone who like didn't regress or anything. Um, and I was wondering if you have any idea why I couldn't do it. Sure. Let me start with it. You never really kind of went under for the yeah. regression. Yeah. That's what it feels like. The issue is more there. You just have a strong defense against it's it more like feels like you're trying to figure out what part of yourself or what part of your mind it is, but your conscious mind is a little bit reluctant to let go of the steering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just basically just put up a, a barricade, like wasn't, you weren't as available for like hypnotic suggestion as um, most people are yeah. it's not because there's anything wrong with you it's just like a strong yeah. defense mechanism okay oh it's it's great that you picked something up I was kind of scared maybe you wouldn't be able to <laughs> to read me because I think I'm quite like I've I've been to to psychics who have been like absolutely incredible but but yeah I wasn't sure yeah awesome thank you <laughs> do you so with the Akashic records do I have like like a sole purpose. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go see what it is. Gosh, that's amazing. Okay, I feel two things there. Are you an artist of any kind? Do you do any kind of art? Or do you want to do any kind of art? No, I don't. I want to. I want to, I want to do photography and writing. Yeah. Like a dream of like starting like a blog. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so the two things that I'm feeling are, the first one is, and I'll have to explore the two of them separately because they're totally different things. The first one is some kind of, like there's sure. some pain that wants to be resolved in this life. It's like an emotional pain. It's just based on a belief that isn't, well, it's a false belief. It feels like, it maybe it feels like it could, rather than having been something that, is generated specifically from you. It feels like it could have come from maybe either your parents' generation or your grandparents' generation. And it's just like a, it's almost yeah. like those family legacy wounds that is getting, like it just, it, part of your purpose is to clean up that wound. To okay. Help resolve it. And I can go deeper into that one if you want. And then the other one that I was feeling is a very strong artist feeling, like very, like a very strong. <laughs> and it, it's interesting you said photography because it was feeling visual arts rather than, you know, like music or something like that. It's, it's feeling very visual. But I just see like a studio and being very, very artistically fulfilled and very creatively fulfilled. So, yeah, you. Do do you know what that what the emotional wound is at all? Yeah, let me feel into it. Do any of your grandparents have anything to do with the with the Holocaust? Yeah. So it's it's not one 100% confirmed exactly, but my great my great uncle worked with Hitler to develop like the Schlieffen plan. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. feels, it feels like it has to do with that. And let me just, is it okay if I go in for just more information? Yeah, please, please. I'd love that. Thank you. It feels like a little bit of a, a mess of perceptions that are just wanting. Your role really, it feels like, is to bring light to it. And by light, I mean love and grace and forgiveness and empathy mm -hmm. and compassion and understanding and while at the same time like you know that that sort of balance between like respecting and or or like recognizing what has been but also like not letting it mean anything about 
you moving forward. And it feels yeah. like there's this strange duality of energy where on one hand there's like a dirty shame feeling because mm-hmm. of the association, but on the other hand, like almost a refusal to really look at it or acknowledge it. Yeah. And and there's um kind of this adherence to like this is the way things are supposed to be. And it's all it feels like it's very much a like a, like very structured, very linear, like we don't go outside of these boxes that are you know, of like, what's the proper way to be and sort of very much holding on to that, like sense of properness as like a bad honor to compensate for that. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. It feels like an imbalance. uh, Yeah. And so like, there's this strong adherence to that to compensate for this other energy of, I'm trying to find the right words to really describe it. It's like, I think I understand though. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's a very subtle, strange, specific energy, but anyway, so, so basically it feels like the, I don't know so much for your parents so much me, I can feel it there, but it feels like maybe more of your, of your grandparents, but it's all mixed together are still to a large extent are really not wanting to look more, and, and, any more yeah. and so they're really adhering to this way that you're supposed to be in order yeah. to and successful and you're sort of supposed to you're not supposed to necessarily blow that all up in a really like you know wildly rebellious way it's more like it's more like you just quietly declare that you don't subscribe to that and you live differently is what it feels like and and just with lots of uh compassion it brings a lot of healing to your lineage so it doesn't just keep getting sort of passed down and do you have any siblings yes i've got two older sisters okay do they have children uh no no not yet you think any of you will have children oh definitely definitely okay so it's uh it really is to like help sometimes if some if a family isn't really going to be having more children it's just to like you know round off yeah so those edges are gone but in this case it does feel like it's so it's not I just didn't want to impose on you in case you don't feel like you want no don't worry (laughs) it doesn't it's just so that it doesn't keep passing on that kind of like shame that's unacknowledged that gets to like bizarre expectations that are very rigid oh my gosh that it just makes it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense we're all very geared towards living very properly yeah that's even even this morning I was just kind of arguing with my mom about it um speaking about my sisters actually I've got a question about my middle sister yeah so I'm the youngest and she's the middle one and I've had a very she really tormented me growing up really like I've been to therapists and stuff there was like you know some like quite a lot of emotional abuse and and she is very troubled and I was just wondering if she has kind of any purpose in my life or if maybe she was in a past life or something Mm -hmm. I was wondering yeah Mm -hmm. what's your relationship like now it's difficult she she's not difficult I'm extremely triggered by her constantly and she's I'm still at home I'm still at university she is still at home as well so it's pretty it's it's very hate-filled it's very hate-filled relationship but she she has the same relationship with a lot of the other family members Mm -hmm. I think she has like maybe some like aggress aggression issues or I don't know, but I'm incredibly triggered by her, like every moment. And I know that a lot of it is irrational and because of things that happened in the past, but I just feel so much like anxiety and hatred for her. And I guess I like, I just wonder maybe if maybe I knew why she was in my life, maybe it would help me. Of course. Yeah. I think this is one where we're just going to have to sort of talk it out because I can, I can connect to the dynamic, but it's really hard to get to the bottom of it. Cause it feels like, yeah. it, it almost feels like a little bit like a Tasmanian devil amount of like 
rumbunction. Yeah. Yeah. I feel hard to cut through that. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't think it's a personal thing because she's, she really is like that with the rest of the family members as well. Mm. But I think being the youngest, I've always bared the brunt of it the most because she's been able to do things to me in private without, and then, you know, my other family members kind of wouldn't believe me. And yeah, I, I guess I was just wondering maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she was my torturer in a past life <laughs> or, or something. But it all, it actually, we'll see as we keep talking about it. But initially, like what I was trying to, because I mean, I, I feel strongly that there's a middle child syndrome there too, but I'm sure you've mm. heard that with your therapist. Like that's probably not new news. Yeah. 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 So I was trying to go deeper, but I don't really feel to be honest, a strong that's quite nice between the two of you. If that's really, really nice that you happen to be in the same family together. Oh God, <laughs> that feels. Like the anger is generating from her, and I can't because it's not. I'm not doing a reading for her. It's I'm limited in what I can. Yeah, yeah. but that's if, actually that's really nice to know. Yeah, it it feels like uh, she's in quite a lot of pain, and yeah. There does feel like there's, I don't think that it's probably all from this life, but it does feel like maybe something happened when she was really little that. Interesting. Is there, do you think there's any possibility that she might've been like potentially molested or abused by a family member, a family friend? I can't. No, so you're the youngest, so you weren't alive for some. Yeah, I, I wasn't alive for, and we haven't, we haven't had... Actually, you know what? We don't have a lot of outside family or family friends. We've we've moved around a lot. My dad's brother is a, a weird man, and I've always had my weird suspicions about him. That was when we were living in the states. I mean, potentially. It it feels like it, that might not be it. That might just be the way that my psyche is interpreting this mm-hmm. information. But it feels like part of what is behind her aggression and her anger and her yeah. is that something happened and she feels completely thrown under the bus. Yeah. Like completely, like she told somebody and it wasn't believed or wow. it wasn't believed and she was told like, you know, well, like it was put to a, st- it doesn't feel like it was ongoing for a long period of time, but no. it's like, whatever incident it was, like, even if she yeah. told, even like, I, I'm kind of seeing like, if, if she told your mom, for example, and your mom, just yeah. said, oh, there's nothing we can do about it because yeah. it's important in some way. And yeah. it resulted in her feeling very, and this, this is definitely when she was very young, right? It was very young. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've got no idea about that, but that definitely makes me think yeah. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she she had a lot of aggression issues when she was younger as well, and she would that I guess something like that could make sense. I mean, I could always maybe ask her about it one day, but I'm not sure if if it's even something she'd remember. Yeah, that's it. She might. She also might not remember it at this point. It might just be a feeling like an overall feeling of resentment and anger to mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Put her finger on. Yeah, wow. And and almost like so angry that everybody's keeping up this bullshit charade of a normal life or something. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense, but it it really doesn't, I don't feel any karmic connections between the two of you. I, what I can feel is like, there are things that you've like gotten kind of like you've gained through it. For example, Mm. like much more compassion and empathy for other people who are, you know, feeling victimized mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't feel like that was like a lesson that you had to learn. And she was, no, it just, it just, it. okay. Well, that's, that's quite comforting, but that's really eye opening as well. Thank you. Do you know if there are, let me think, gosh, just, just so exciting. By the way, you're beautiful. You're absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> Do do I have any like soul contracts or or anything like that? Sure. 
So what I feel, I do feel a soul contract with a man that it feels like he's not quite in your life yet or not quite to the extent that he will be, but it feels like a, like a nice soul contract, Ooh. like just a, <laughs> a prearranged, you know, meeting kind of from the soul level. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I feel a soul contract with your parents, but it's mo- mainly in so far as you, my mom, agreed to come be their daughter, and that there's some, you know, <laughs> the re- the sort of regular ensuing like tensions and whatever that comes through. You feel a strong one to your mom. Yeah, I yeah. feel a really strong one with my mom. Yeah. Is it a tension one? No, no, no. It's a, well, growing up, it's probably a tension one, but now it's a much more kind of sisterly. I feel, I feel very protective. That's nice. It feels like you might've come through with a connection to your mom and to your mom's mom. Did you know your maternal grandmother? Did you get to meet her? No, I didn't, unfortunately. No, I didn't, unfortunately. Okay. It feels like uh, a continuation of that line. Like you came through more from the maternal, like your mom's mom's line, if that makes sense. That's nice. Lineage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. It, do you know, actually, you know, my mom, my mom really, really loved her mom and misses her so much. And she lost her at quite a young age. I think she was like 25. Mm. and I we've never well I haven't experienced a lot of deaths but I've experienced kind of people coming through during readings or or little spooky shadows in the night who I just kind of know who they are but I've I've never felt anything from my mom's mom and neither has my mom's like light candles at midnight um do you know if she watches out okay is that something you're able to Sorry, I'm not sure if that's... Yeah, so I I can do mediumship. It's not my strongest point. So if I don't pick up on her, that doesn't mean that she's not there. But I do, I do often... Oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll give it a try. Yeah. Cool, thank you. Thank you. It feels like she's... So the way that it kind of shows itself to me is that there's like these different layers of... Or mm-hmm. levels of planes of consciousness or something like sure. that yeah, yeah yeah and it feels like she's quite like so quite far out here, yeah she's gone quite far out yeah that often does happen when somebody's been passed away for a long time but it also feels too like from her from her perspective she her soul consciousness is kind of on to the next thing but i don't that's that's what i yeah yeah that's what i thought well, I thought <laughs> that because, yeah, because it feels like she's, I don't feel, yeah, and I don't think my mom's ever felt her around either. Yeah. Whereas like my, my grandpa, even though I'm not really close to him and I don't really know him at all, I've definitely felt him around. Right. Oh, that's super interesting. Thank you. Nope. And it, it's not a reflection of her, like, not have, like, caring enough to stay. No, no, no. That's just her, her, her soul, van- isn't it? Yeah. And her, from her vantage point, like, time means nothing. So, yeah. actually, it feels like the blink of an eye has passed. Yeah. And that you'll all be, you know, interacting at that level again, like, ah! from her perspective. So, yeah. That's amazing. Ooh, let me... It's hard to think what to ask. There's like so much. <laughs> do, do you know, you know how there's this, uh, this is kind of more like general, but how there's this kind of feeling that like the collective consciousness is really rising. Do, do you, is part of our sole purpose to try and become like more conscious or to help, help the world in any way through that or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've, what I've received from what's going on right now is that there mm-hmm. are many of us here that have come with a higher level of consciousness and whether that, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term star seed or not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some, some people are star seeds and some people aren't necessarily, but they have come in with like 
you know, like not as much of the amnesia with a higher mm-hmm. access to who they really are. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's, it's this kind of strange point in the human, the story, this waking dream that we're all participating in to feel a, a greater separation between the light and the dark, which has mm-hmm. been all like enmeshed together and for souls to choose the trajectory that they want to go on henceforth, whether it's more down the road and the dark just kind of really means like free will. And when yeah. we're talking about dark, it's like free will taken to a very strong extreme where it's like, sure. you know, often like with no regard to the effect that it has on others. And the light is more like sort of, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's not giving up free will. There's a different word, but it's like relinquishing a little bit of it in favor of like what is best for the collective and understanding that we don't lose our individuality in the collective. And so a lot of us here who are very awake, where we are trying, well, our intention is to, to, tip, <laughs> to tip the scale so that we can give more opportunity to people who aren't quite as conscious to know that they yeah. are in that direction if they choose to. Choose to. Yeah. Do you, do you know if there's any way that I can, because I'm so interested in everything and I'm, I'm really open to it, but I do feel like there's a part of my head, which like even, even when I try to do that regression, it's just so solid. There's just such a such a block between what I want to receive and do you know if there's anything that I can do that isn't like taking psychedelics <laughs> yeah to to like maybe help me wake up a little more sure that's a great question thank you so it feels like it's so interesting because when you first asked me that question I sh- I should have said it back then so that it would <laughs> feel extra impressive and relevant now. But the the reason I was feeling that strong defense is because yeah. I was feeling, but I just didn't want to freak you out. I was feeling like a memory and I couldn't quite pinpoint where it was from mm-hmm. or just like an experience of being like reclined and somebody else in a position of power is over top of you and hurting you. And it could just have been your sister. Yeah. Um, and, and so you have this strong defense, like you, you hypnosis isn't a great one for you because you have that mechanism. That's like, don't lose consciousness. Cause you don't know what they're going to do if you're not, yeah. there, you know, so, yeah. and that's okay. Like just allow your, your psyche to maintain do that. that. Yeah. Other alternatives. So it's just the, it's sort of reframing your beliefs a little bit so that you understand that that doesn't mean that you're blocked at all. Mm-hmm. It means mm-hmm. that, that avenue doesn't feel safe for your neural pathways and, yeah. and that, you know, there, are, there's no need to force it. So, okay. but that, it doesn't mean that you're blocked. And in fact, you're quite open. You receive, I'm getting that you receive quite a lot already anyway. And part Maybe of it, I just that, don't notice. Yeah, because it's so subtle that you're, you're kind of, it's it's easy to it's easy to just let it. It's not even like some people. I can see that they they talk themselves out of it right away. Like that was just nothing for for you. It doesn't really feel like that. It's more like you just don't notice because that's just yeah. experience, and and you don't have anything else to compare it to. So yeah. you sort of take it for granted as not anything special, but you have, I'm, I'm seeing like you have quite a lot of openness. And for example, one of the things I'm seeing is you can, you can really connect with other people's energy and you can kind of like, you know, hear what they're not saying and, and you can feel what they're feeling and like, you're you're quite, quite good at that. And you also um, tend to Feel, feels like you have very open energy where you can sometimes get your your energy like a little bit mixed up with other people's easily yeah I I feel that a lot like effective by my sister sometimes because I can just be in a room facing a wall and she can walk in and not say anything and I just feel the I just feel like all the just like depression and anger just floods the room and it just like floods me I I feel it so much. Mm-hmm. And especially when you've been at, 
the wrong end of that, like at the receiving yeah. end of that. That's yeah. very, very hard. It really embeds something in your, like, you know, your fight and flight pathway. Yeah. It's very tricky to, yeah. to yeah. rework that. It also feels like you travel at night. Do you, do you ever have dreams that when you wake up, you're like, oh, that was really cool. I kind of feel like I went somewhere. You know what? No. Well, sometimes, sometimes I do. Even, even now. So I don't talk about it so much because it, it scares me so much. But over a year ago, I went through a very serious phase of insomnia. Like very, very, very serious. Like they gave me everything they gave. They ended up giving me, they tried every sleeping pill on me. Nothing worked. This went for like three, four weeks straight. They ended up giving me this stuff. Oh, I forgot what it's called, but they give it to you before minor surgeries to knock you out. And even that didn't do anything to me. And like, I'm five two, I'm like just over a hundred pounds. Like I'm a small girl. And so talking about sleep, even to this day, it sometimes, it sometimes scares me because I, this is a good question as well, actually, maybe, maybe for later, but whether that period was because of was just because of like horrendous anxiety that I was getting at the time or I don't know maybe something else but I don't usually remember my dreams no okay but I have been sleeping really well for like the past past few months and ever since basically what happened like over a year ago that that stopped so oh that that's that's good that's I actually I asked this is what really solidified my not obviously I, I believe in everything but back then I didn't as much and I kind of broke down one day on my own and I started writing to like my spirit guides or anyone I was listening. I was like, if you don't help me, like I'm not going to be able to go on. And then, sorry, I get so emotional talking about it still because then after that it stopped and it's so amazing. And I still say thank you all the time just to the sky because it's honestly, there's, there's nothing like I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. To, to go weeks and weeks in like a zombie-like state with constant headaches. It was awful. And I really think I'm, I'm so certain that my spirit guides were listening and did something to, to help. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did. That's so interesting. If it's okay, I want to look into that, but I won't. Please, please. I would love. Yeah. I want to finish the question too about what. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Do you have any fear around experiencing something that you can't handle in terms of like being like being awake and highly conscious to, you know, like like spirit or evidence of spirit or that kind of stuff? I watched a lot of horror movies growing up, a lot of demon movies. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> and I'm scared of demons. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if they're real. I don't want to know. <laughs> but I'm I'm very scared that I'm not going to get a friendly ghost. I'm going to get like an entity that, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is all entangled together. So it's so interesting that you then wow. went on to talk about the that experience you had with the sleep and the insomnia. Um, so, so. The fir first number one thing is that you, like I said, you feel very open. You feel like you, mm -hmm. you experience a lot that you're just not noticing really as like, yeah. you know, being unique and, and special. And so the encouragement that your guides is just to like care, like just try and notice it more. And like the more you put attention on it. So when you get excited about it or celebrate it, the whole point of that energy is because you sort of juice it up with an emotion mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it like amplifies, it becomes that much more vivid and tangible. And that's kind of the way manifestation works is like our attention on something. Yeah. Especially coupled with like an emotional charge behind it makes yeah. it like even more like, like hyper-defined, like high definition, yeah. technicolor. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just saying to sort of like give, you know, give those things notice as much as possible. Yeah. And there's, it's yeah. not, they would disappear if you didn't. It's more like if you want to experience more of it. More of it. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And they're also saying too, that it's also just an unfolding process as well, though, like that, like 
you're getting it in measured doses so that it doesn't mm-hmm. completely blow your mind and like yeah. <laughs> render you incapable of functioning as a human on earth. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it'll just keep opening up and expanding and unfolding. Your life carries on. And then the other thing is, so it's so interesting that you said demon, cause I knew that's what you were afraid of. And there's a lot there and it feels like it also comes from past lives. And, but mm-hmm. also that like, how do I put this? I don't want to scare you. So you are, you have experienced a demon. Um, oh my God, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, sorry. And, and your sister has one too. That's a, there's an attachment on her that's keeping her. Wait, wait, the middle one. Yeah. And, and, and so it's the demon that didn't maybe, I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. so. What it looks like to me is more like something happened. I'm not sure. Yeah molestation but it's something that would have that level of impact on a little child and to me or to your sister and yeah. it, it's something that would result in her feeling very betrayed very unsafe very angry at the people that yeah. keep her safe that kind of thing and, yeah and then you know then it kind of twisted her perception of the world and an attachment found her call it a mm-hmm. demon found her anger found her mm-hmm. sadness and yeah is now parasiting off of her and keeping her stuck in the same loops of repeating thoughts that keep yeah. those, those emotions running and those chemicals flowing and it feeds off of that energy. And then there's also, so you already have one in your proximity, which is partly why it's so triggering too, because you can kind of just mm-hmm. sense that it's, it's there. just a person. No. Yeah. Oh and, my God. I've, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it also feels like prior to the insomnia, something happened that where you experienced a demon and it scared the crap out of you so much that you were, it, it's, this feels like the exact same defense mechanism that wouldn't let mm-hmm. you go under hypnosis. Like it wouldn't let you go to sleep. I think this was, I think this was quite a long time ago though. Okay. I, the only time that I can remember something like that happening. I was about 16. I'm 22 now, but I had, I had taken a psychedelic two weeks before. Mm -hmm. And then this one night I had this horrible, the only thing that that I thought that it was like a a flashback. I thought it was something to do with the drug I had taken a couple weeks prior. And I don't know maybe if, if this is it, but I had this one night of sleep paralysis and I've never had it since. And I changed room because I was like, that's oh, to do with the room where the, 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 this thing was writing in blood on the wall, naked photos of me saying that it was going to show my family and, and all these weird, this weird stuff. And it absolutely terrified me. I'm not sure if it's that though, because that could well have just been, been the drugs, but I've, other than that, I can't really remember experiencing anything that, like a like a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. Can you pick up at all when or no? Or, yeah, try. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd be so interested. Thank you. So. It's so hard when I get like dark information. It's, it's oh, I'm hard. sorry. I'm sorry. No, okay, I just we so, really I'm so reluctant to share it because I don't want to cause any fear. <laughs> no, because a lot, a lot of, a lot of the fear is kind of already there, underlying and bringing light to it. Already, you saying that I've experienced it. I know I've ex- and like I've always just thought that it's been me and I'm just making things up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's real. And and so what I'm seeing is there's a connection with a past life that you had where you were institutionalized mm-hmm. in, like you were given the diagnosis of some kind of like hysteria or female insanity, mm-hmm. and you were institutionalized and um, the this was being triggered by your sister, which is why it feels so deep, but Mm. not, it has nothing to do with her. It doesn't. Um, but so basically what I'm seeing is you in, you know, when they would come get you from your cell and take you to the room and strap you down to the table and inject you with a sedative and then do experiments on your body. And some of them would be for scientific advancement oh my god you know i've i've had an absolute fear like a like a deep-seated like if if someone tells me they have a hernia i think i'm gonna throw up like i like the thought of i've always had 
an absolute fear of like operations, anyone doing anything, any anything to do with my organs. I just like, yeah. Yeah. Because in your situation, because you were, you know, like in that, it feels like I'm kind of Victorian. Maybe, Mm. maybe, maybe earlier. I'm not sure, but like somewhat modern still. And they, you know, if you were committed because, because you were to an asylum, because you were insane. And I don't think they were allowed to do like, yeah, yeah, they had nobody to answer to. So Mm. they could just do whatever they wanted. And it feels like you also experienced sexual abuse under those. And it was just, they just, with people, they would just do whatever, yeah, whatever they wanted. And it was really a horrible, horrible nightmare. And there was demonic consciousness involved to do that stuff. Right. Yeah. So then, so that is underlying a lot of uh, the anxiety that you feel and that absolute yeah. resistance to like even even a sedative that would not yeah. put somebody under for an operation. Yeah, your psyche. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not going yeah. to sleep. But it was also because there was so it's a little bit hard to understand even for me. But the demonic presence that you experienced with the psychedelics. So you already had an opening in your psyche because you had mm-hmm. experienced all that. Yeah. And because you just, without even realizing it, you had the proximity to the one that's attached to your sister. And it's actually mm-hmm. quite common. Uh, it's just like souls that often lived as humans that when they, um, when the human died, they didn't want to go back to the light because they didn't yeah. think they could be redeemed or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. Wanted to avoid punishment, and but they need something to. They need a host because they don't have a body anymore, and they kind of want to perpetuate all yeah. of the vices. And so you, yeah. had, you had an awareness of the one attached to your sister, and the one that you encountered with the psychedelics was real, because when you, when anybody you know uses alcohol or drugs or whatever. It and creates, I did a lot when I was younger. It creates an opening for them. Yeah. Because um, you can't, you semi vacate your body. And yeah. so they can just, or your energy field is a better way to put it. Yeah. They, they, it's like just leaving all your doors open and unlocked in like yeah. the scariest neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So one did come and, and hang out, and that's what you encountered. And it didn't really like, it didn't really have a lot to feed off of from you. So it mm-hmm. didn't really do anything for a while, but it was just, in your general, it feels like, it feels like it wasn't even fully attached. Um, but it was like, it had you <laughs> on the shelf as like a potential, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense. So uh, that does make sense. Yeah. And then I don't, I can't quite see what triggered it prior to the insomnia, but something triggered your awareness of it. So it's not like it actually, it was there. Or maybe you just sensed it. Maybe it came back to kind of see where you were at now and see if you were available and you just sensed it. And it just, it did something to trigger. And it feels like there was something in your life that triggered it too. Triggered that yeah. vulnerability where your psyche was like, constant vigilance. I am yeah. not sitting down. Yeah. I can't like. <laughs> it, it. Interestingly, the thing that triggered it, which sounds like the most mundane thing, um, I got on to an internship with an investment bank and I was extremely stressed. And from day one of the internship, that's when it started. Hmm. And I, I don't know if it was just like, a, but actually prior to that, a couple of years prior to that, between the ages of about like 18 to 20, I was... I suffered like a really severe depression and eating disorder. I was not like fully anorexic, but pretty anorexic between those ages. So I don't know if maybe it was like hanging around there. Yeah. Then like sucking the life out of me, maybe then. But then when I kind of like snapped out of it, if you will, because it only lasted about a year. But then even after that, it's been kind of a few years of like working through like depression and anxiety and stuff. So I don't know if maybe, maybe that was something to do with it. Yeah. And at the bank, uh, the mm-hmm. bank internship, was there one, but it really feels like two men that also like just you were uncomfortable around that they were intimidating and you didn't like being around them? Oh, there were a lot of 
there are a lot of those. <laughs> there are a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of um, extremely intimidating men kind of doing the internship with me and hosting it. Uh, were there two, one or two that stood out to you? I, I can't really, no, not, not particularly, not particularly, no. Okay. Um, for some reason, I'm just feeling um, two that kind of were like, had a strong, I don't know. Just Aggression. Like, yeah, or some like I don't. It's hard to. It's a strong aggression, but like they had extra. Ah, they were they had extra darkness themselves. Like, yeah. Extra, you know, lack of giving a crap about anybody's yeah life or. Experience. I thought I thought that was just the culture of the bank. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is the culture of the bank. It's it's funny you say that you got that internship because that's not your world at all. As I feel, no, your world. It feels like you're a city girl, but it's like it feels like a lot of space around you within the city, nonetheless. So I, I don't know what city it would be in particular, but it does feel like one of the bigger cities. But it, it like, again, I just see you being um, like artistic and, and freelancing and like having all Oh my gosh, that's, that's so good to hear. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Definitely. I don't see you at all working within somebody else's construct of like a job. Time. Yeah. Okay. Oh gosh, that's, that's so interesting. And the, the demon's gone. <laughs> Is oh, it yeah. gone? I guess we should figure that out, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you asked your spirit guides and like the skies and anybody, it basically what you did was you opened up to, without necessarily saying those words uh, specifically, you opened up to like God energy, like mm. the light energy. And amazingly, it has the ability to, it, it's almost like it puts this slippery coat of like white light around you that they can't latch onto anymore and they just <sighs> slide off. And so moving forward, so all of that stuff that you've been through, all of the depression, the anxiety, for sure, the banking world is not your world. All of that stuff is not yours. It's not your stuff. It's, it's stuff that mm -hmm. exists in the world around you, in the context around you, but you aren't supposed to carry it and you are not supposed to fit in that world. And, and whenever you feel, because you're still quite young yet, so whenever you feel any of that... Like, say, for example, well, when you had the eating disorder, what was at the real mm -hmm. crux of it? What was the feeling that you were trying to... I was at boarding school. I might ask, I was thinking of asking this, but then I wasn't sure. I had a retinal inflammatory disease in my left eye. It started when I was about 16, actually, where it's kind of like macular degeneration. I just have these spots in my left eye and it's all stable now. But that was happening and I was on a lot of medication. I was on steroids. I was on immune suppressants. I wasn't able to take my exams. I felt really, and just as well at boarding school, I was bullied quite a bit because I like, I just didn't really fit in because I, I haven't lived in the UK my whole life. And I guess when, when I had the eating disorder, especially at school, it really helped me in a lot of ways because sounds so bad but I got to leave school early I didn't have to board there anymore I could come home and sleep in my bed I didn't have to sleep in my bed there I you know other, the other girls and stuff couldn't bully me anymore about because I, I got a tiny bit chubby when I was like 15 like literally the tiniest bit like in the states like you wouldn't bat an eyelash like no offense. but at school it was really um I don't know people were just on the attack a lot it was yeah. it was a very a snobby school and people liked to put each other down and when I had the eating disorder it was like I can just it was a huge protection it was like you can't touch me you can't say anything to me nothing you say can get through these walls you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that's so interesting so moving forward whenever you're in situations that mm -hmm. trigger those because those will keep happening those those bullying situations will keep happening until yeah. you're able to stay in your power without mm -hmm. having to um like change what you're doing in, mm -hmm. a, in an unhealthy way if that makes sense yeah so yeah they're happening you just see through them just know like this yeah illusion. it's like d d have you ever watched harry po potter or read harry yeah potter? so yeah. It's, it's like a bogger it like it's yeah here 
taking the shape of whatever it thinks will work the best on you and you just see through it and then it stops being able to work and as you move forward that that, those are the things that kind of like I don't know made you feel weaker it didn't actually weaken you because that's not even possible but it made you feel weaker and that's what opened up for attachments to come in so moving forward basically it's just about staying rooted in your power and i don't i'm not a religious person at all but i am learning especially this year really the power of sort of calling on christ consciousness um as Mm -hmm. a high Mm -hmm. higher dimensional consciousness that is light yeah it does and it really creates that slippery light shield that nothing can latch on to. And so I don't consider myself a uh, Christian because I don't go to church and I don't practice and I don't study the Bible or do any of those things. But whenever I'm doing a reading, I always invoke Christos as part, like in part of my process because I don't want to connect mm-hmm. with any negative. And I, I feel like it's just as simple. Yeah. As um, so anyway, so it's gone. The demon is gone. And uh, that's just all you have to do in order to prevent another one from coming up. But it feels like you just and, have a little weakness around it or uh, susceptibility is a better way of putting it Yeah, because you had encountered them in a past life and because there was a proximity to the one attached to your sister and that just made it like real. Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, when you mean like invoke, invoke the Christic consciousness, is there anything that I can, like affirmations or literally just, just like prayer? Is that kind of what you... Yeah, whatever feels good for you and doesn't feel, because it's so attached to like the Christian religion. And so whatever yeah. doesn't feel like that for you, unless mm-hmm. unless you are a Christian and you love it, in which case, <laughs> do it that way. But No, I'm not. It's more just like, so for me, um, my understanding of the figure that we call Jesus uh, is that that was a, a higher dimensional being from a different, like, in in my understanding, Jesus was a star seed from mm-hmm. a different dimension, a different planetary system that had already gone through all of this before and so could see it for what it was and see yeah. all of the illusions. And that that yeah. consciousness came to Earth to try and shed some light and unfortunately was yeah. you know not well received by the powers that no. we at the time, um, but nonetheless left a legacy of uh, many people kind of being able to tap into that. And right now, part of part of this craziness that's coming to a head in 2020 and 2021 is sort of the return of Christ consciousness, but on mass. And it, all it really means is like people who truly just love, like they, they can mm. find the love within them easily. Even when somebody like is insisting that they wear masks all the time and is freaking out and losing their mind over, mm. and, you know, and wanting to vote for the candidate that does not, you know, is opposite to what we would vote for. Um, yeah. is that you still feel you're like, but I'm still, you're still my brother. You're still my sister. Yeah. And we just have different perspectives, but I love you. And that and nothing changes that whenever we can stay centered in that, that's invoking Christ consciousness. And then attachments just can't, there's nothing to stick to. Cause it's incredible. Feel like crap. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 So I really love um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I love him. I've read all of his books. I try his meditations. Obviously, meditation hypnosis movie isn't my thing. <laughs> but I was wondering if you know if my, my eye condition is anything that I would be able to self-heal. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Thank you. Yes, it feels like it very much is. It feels like it's not here for, you know, sometimes people develop conditions because they are, their soul is wanting to learn something through Mm -hmm. that condition, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel that way. It also feels, it feels like so, I mean, literally you and everyone else, but for you, I feel very clearly like so much of this is that you have these really intense beliefs imposed on you and you're actually a very sensitive being and these and you've adopted these beliefs in a very trusting way and it's a whole series of beliefs about like who you get to be and properness Mm -hmm. and like so much of that and it it's really like 
strangely, even though it seems totally indirect, your eye is also a manifestation of that. Like it's, it's almost like your task is to do an inventory of everything that you believe. Um, Mm -hmm. and which is a little tricky because a lot of the beliefs are subconscious and they're so subconscious that we just take them for granted as fact rather than totally subjective beliefs. Um, but just over time, just taking inventory of the things that you believe, the things that you hear yourself saying to yourself, and then really, really deciding like, does this match me or not? And everything that doesn't just get rid of it because it just feels like you're so sensitive that it's meant it's it's coming across that your the condition with your eye is a manifestation of the wrong fit between a series of beliefs and your actual energy and so it's kind of like sending sending some of your cells off in a weird direction where they're yeah. they're not forming properly but to to take joe Dispenza's approach and just visualize your eye healing and know that that's totally possible uh it Mm -hmm. feels like that's that will work oh amazing that's 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 really amazing that's awesome wow wow yeah thank you no um do you want uh do you have one more question I don't think I do actually. I think you've you really, really shone a lot of light. Thank you so, so much. This has been absolutely this <laughs> has been absolutely eye-opening and amazing. Oh, I guess th- this is maybe not so much a question just for me, but do you have any advice for kind of like connecting to your spirit guides? It's kind of similar to my question about how to make myself more open, but I guess any any like physical things that I could do. Really, it's just about, so have you ever had a, a friendship with anybody and like you want to give them advice, but they're not asking for the advice. And so, you know, yeah. if you try to give it to them. They're not going to hear it anyway. That's what yeah. your are doing hundred percent of the time. They really okay. don't ask. They're so yeah. when you ask. So really, as you saw, when you wrote the letter, all you have to do is, is ask them and talk to them and you can ask for Like you can start to set up your own sort of language and communication. Mm-hmm. Method. So for example, you could say, you could start playing with like picking something that would be a sign for you and just mm-hmm. say, like show yourself to me today as mm-hmm. a monarch butterfly or, or whatever yeah. thing yeah. Uh, resonates with you and something that you, it's, you know, not super likely that you'd encounter it, but yeah. And then uh, just keep your eyes open for that. And, but it just sort of builds like that. Like it's like okay. a snowball, like you kind of just start where you are and, but the more you do it, the more it builds. And I, and apart from that, like that's just, all I can give is the starting point. Cause it'll take the, whichever direction actually suits your natural gifts and yeah. their natural tendencies for how they communicate. Okay. Well, gosh, Amy, thank you so, so much. It's been so amazing to meet you and to have this chat. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure that I will book another in like a month or something. Oh, exciting. It was so nice. That to was be- incredible. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.